This is the Squared Ham Podcast. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the host and guests and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with in their professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions expressed are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, fraternity, business, company, or a specific individual. Now, on to the show. Morning, morning time. I am Mike Schaefer, and welcome to The Squared Ham. It is Monday, August 10th, 2020. This is episode 10. 2020, it's not the Jetsons. Well, it's been a few months since I last recorded a podcast. Heck, it's been a few months since I have done anything that I normally would have done. In March, we taught our last class. I graduated them a few days early as I got a call from my commander that COVID-19 was a major concern for the staff and students. We were then directed to telework as much as possible. Now, it's five months later. I'm still teleworking as much as possible. I've knocked quite a few honeydews off my list, and I've rebuilt or reconfigured the podcast recording setup. We can once again buy toilet paper and hand sanitizer. But ammunition is at an all-time low and almost impossible to find on any shelf anywhere. It is tough to come back to podcasting after such a long break. Not because of want of material. Heck, our government and Hollywood actors are riddled with corruption and pedophilia. Both are collapsing right in front of our faces. Media can't be trusted. Professional athletes are taking a knee in all sports and losing fans. Media would much rather cover this, obviously, than the pedophilia. Statues are being torn down. History is being erased. Restaurants and stores have closed. Everyone is required to wear a mask in some cities, else they can be fined. Racism is more of a problem now than 20 years ago. Folks have forgotten about the Cold War and communism. Today, many Americans are even welcoming socialism and trying to make it our American way of life. It's tough to come back to podcasting, not because there's No material, but because there's so much material available and focusing on a specific topic in 2020 is extremely challenging. I am sure, however, that this is not what you or I had envisioned for 2020. As a Gen Xer, I graduated high school in the early 90s. Back then, we thought that 2020 would consist of flying cars. Hey, everybody watched the Jetsons, remember? Jump in a car, fly to work. Drink your coffee, read your paper, it flew itself, you get to work, the car would just collapse into something the size of a briefcase, right? Who remembers hoverboards? Back to the Future. Everyone loved Back to the Future. We really thought about hoverboards. We thought by now that America would have had a female president who was a minority. Racism racism itself would have been a distant memory. But here we are, 30 years later, and what we really have is electric cars. They aren't affordable or practical for most people. Hoverboards don't exist, and quite frankly, kids don't really play outside anymore. Everything is on a computer, an iPad, a phone, or game console for them. As kids, we would be punished by our parents forcing us to stay inside. Today, it's the opposite. Parents punish their children by sending them outside. 
Not all schools are opening for regular attendance. Children are learning from home on their computers, with some schools trying to implement a hybrid of the two in its classes. We'll just have to see if it works. I know my children received a phone call um, here at our house, and they were supposed to start back to school, and now, for the next two weeks, they will be doing the distance learning via computer. Sure is a crazy time to be alive, isn't it? Thirty years ago, we thought that there would be cures for HIV and cancer. But here we are, no cure, and we still can't even cure the common cold. We thought that marijuana would be federally decriminalized. Although some states have legalized it, federally it is still a crime. We thought that scientists would be able to grow replacement organs, thusly increasing the average life expectancy easily to exceed 100 years. We thought that we'd be able to control devices via microchips implanted in our brains. Now this one, we're not quite there yet, but we do have devices such as Siri, Google, Amazon, Echo, and others, which are voice activated and they're our assistants and they, they, they give us lots of information just by speaking on our voice. We have Fitbits and other devices that electronically monitor our health. Now speaking of implants, I've seen several memes on Facebook with Christians in particular expressing their concern on this. With this COVID pandemic, there is the Bill Gates microchip conspiracy floating around. Now, if you haven't heard of what this is, it basically states that government wants to implant everybody with a microchip that is marketed as a COVID tracker. This will then allow government and other agencies to see who has been vaccinated. And additionally, they're saying it will show if someone becomes infected. Now, this chip, others say it will be used to buy and sell goods. An implanted debit card, if you would. I suppose the recent cashless society push that we have seen lately doesn't help things much. Now, I then see Christians commenting that this implant is really just the mark of the beast. This is my disclaimer. I am by no means an expert authority on the book of Revelations, in particular, or the Bible in general. Like you, though, I do, however, have the ability to read words as they are written. I'm educated. So, what is the mark of the beast? Most people know it as 666. The mark of the beast comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, which says, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Verse 18, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Now, when it comes to Bible prophecy, we do not know dates. The Bible is clear that no man knows the dates. But the Bible does give us a good idea of the sequence of events, or lays out a timeline. So when it comes to the mark, we do know that it will start after the Antichrist comes to power, that meaning it begins sometime during the tribulation period. So now we need to look at the tribulation. We read in the book of Daniel that the tribulation period begins when the Antichrist signs a seven-year treaty with Israel and many other nations. So here it is. This treaty has not yet been signed. The tribulation has not yet started. We therefore know the mark of the beast is not coming today. Let me say that again. This is not the mark of the beast today. 
So these fanatical Christians that are out there saying it's the mark of the beast, dig into your book, read your Bible, and you're going to know that not today is this the mark of the beast. In researching, I have found that many Bible scholars believe the mark will be mandatory starting at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. So what will the mark of the beast be in the form of? You know, what will it be? You know, we, we don't know. Maybe it'll be a computer chip, maybe a tattoo, maybe a barcode, or something completely foreign to our thinking that we have yet to discover. Moore's Law basically states that technology doubles every two years and the cost is halved. So keeping Moore's Law in mind when it comes to computers and technology, this mark coming, as Christians say it is, might be something that we haven't even fathomed yet or don't even know how to describe because it has not yet been invented or released to the public. So a couple things we need to look at, though. Right now, there are several bills floating around in Congress and different forms and stimulus packages, all these things because of COVID-19. One in particular is the automatic boost to committees or communities, the automatic boost to communities or the ABC. Under this ABC, every man, woman, and child within our nation would receive a boost debit card. The current proposal has each card preloaded with a $2,000 balance. Each month after that, $1,000 is deposited onto the card. The bill offers a provision that an individual, if they desire, could add their private funds to the card during or after the crisis. So let's look at this for my family. Like a family of four, we would receive $1,000 each person every month. So that's $48,000 for one year. And that doesn't even include the initial 2000s that were preloaded on it. So that'd be another $8,000. So we're looking at $56,000 on this card initially. Listeners, as you're listening, you're like, man, this is crazy. This would never happen in the United States. Who, who, you know, what, who, who wants to do this? Well, the idea of giving a monthly payment to everyone was talked about by our founding fathers. Believe it or not, Thomas Paine, the writer of Common Sense, proposed it. He actually called it this plan, not with numbers and things, but the concept. He called it the citizen dividend. Would you know that a universal basic income plan passed the House while Nixon was president? The bill failed in the Senate when Democrats actually thought the payments weren't high enough. Not that it was a dumb idea, just that it wasn't enough money. Recently, Andrew Yang, who ran for the Democratic nomination for president, said the UBI, this universal basic income plan, was the foundation of his campaign. This is today, folks. This is things that are happening. On the religious front, recently... The Pope called for a worldwide universal basic income. This was April. So this idea has been simmering for centuries. It's not new because of the virus. It's just the virus is causing it to surface more. Looking back at this initial plan, if, it were, if we were to get this boost card, you know, folks would probably deposit personal funds onto the card, you know, if for no other reason than to make it easier to track of all their finances. So now that this card's being used by mostly everybody, the next logical step for government or the establishment would to be establish, you know, or get rid of cash and maybe even possibly move to a cryptocurrency or something, you know, the value of the dollar. That, that could be a whole other topic right now. But as they move to this electronic or e-based cryptocurrency, if you would, very possibly you're going to have more cyber hacking, right? You're going to have more attacks put on from other folks to prevent the cyber theft and hacking. Maybe... Putting a mark in everyone's right hand or forehead would be what? 
the next logical step. So is Bill Gates' microchip or a government debit card for COVID the mark of the beast? As I said earlier, no, it is not the mark of the beast. Could it be paving the way? Maybe. Here we are, six months into the COVID pandemic. Many folks are out of work. The stock market is extremely volatile. And governments only passed the CARES Act a few months ago. Friday was the deadline for Congress to pass a second act. It didn't happen, as both sides couldn't agree. Yeah, big surprise there, right, folks? Our president did sign an executive order to continue with a partial unemployment supplement and some tax forgiveness for others. So we'll see what happens with that. Already, uh, Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats are screaming that they're going to try to shut that down. So only time will tell. In the next weeks, months, whatever, we'll, we'll know maybe how this plays out. So in this troubling time, we have little certainty of our future. Life as we knew it, I'm afraid, is forever altered. Stay safe, my friends, and take care of your loved ones as you see fit. As for me and mine... I will love my family more now than ever. I'll bow before no man, and I'll only kneel before my God. Well, that's the show for today. I'd love to hear from you on what your thoughts are. Comments and concerns can be emailed to thesquaredham at gmail.com. Again, that's thesquaredham at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, you can spend your time searching for light, or you can become the light.